welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast, your number one source for everything fitness and nutrition related for first responders. I am your host, Scott Bisbee, and today on the show, we have a very special guest, Tyler McGinnis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Tyler McGinnis. Now, Tyler, uh, he served with me uh, in, uh, we were on the same platoon in basic training a long time ago. Remember that, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, it's been a few years now, that's for sure. Yes, uh, definitely. So uh, can you tell the audience uh, what exactly you do in the military, um, how long you've been in the Canadian Forces for, and what made you uh, sign up? Uh, I'm an aircraft structures technician. Uh, I've been in the Air Force now for over 11 years. And uh, I come from a military background family. So I knew basically what the military had to offer. Uh, good pay, pension, benefits, time off and sports and physical training and all that kind of stuff. So basically just everything kind of wrapped up in one enticed me to, to join the military. So here I am now. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's awesome. I like, I had no idea you were uh, big into uh, fitness until we uh, became uh, Facebook friends after, but you're uh, quite the power lifter. Yeah, I've been, uh, well, I always lifted weights. Uh, okay. I've probably been lifting, I've been lifting weights for probably since, well, I started before high school, you know, and I was kind of off and on with it. And then uh, probably when I graduated high school, I started training more like a bodybuilder style background, you know. And then uh, I guess a little over two years ago, I started competing in powerlifting and training more seriously geared just basically towards powerlifting. And uh, yeah, so now... I've been competing for a little over two years. I actually have a competition coming up in uh, just under three weeks now. Nice, that's awesome. Um, what uh, uh, you mentioned in the uh, interview that you uh, broke a few uh, powerlifting records in Manitoba. Uh, what were they f- uh, for the audience that's listening in? Yeah, uh, currently I hold the record, uh, the provincial squat record for the uh, 120 plus weight class, which is the heaviest weight class in the in the CPU, which is the Canadian Powerlifting Union for uh, Manitoba. So I hold the squat record in the in the 120 plus, which is basically super heavyweight, and then I hold the Manitoba provincial powerlifting records for the military. I hold uh, all the records for the 120 weight class and all the records for the 120 plus except for the bench press. Nice. Wow. That's, that's uh, a lot of weight. Um, have you um, ever tried uh, kettlebells before? I'm just curious. No? A uh, long time ago. Uh, probably five six years ago i tried crossfit a little bit and okay. uh got into a little bit of kettlebell training while i was doing that right on 
Well, the the reason why I asked is because there's a few uh, top powerlifters. Uh, one, he, he was huge, uh, Louis Simmons, but he uh, swells by the kettlebells. And uh, it's, it's crazy. I uh, haven't uh, deadlifted in probably uh, eight months. Uh, all I've been doing was strictly uh, kettlebell swings. And I just uh, went up to the bell uh, last week and I pulled uh, 295. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, I've never um, – I could see – it would be uh, something you could throw in as uh, accessory movement for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, you said in the interview that your uh, father and your grandfather uh, both served uh, in the military, and that kind of what made you want to uh, sign as well. Uh, did they ever uh, tell you any uh, particular stories of uh, – them when they were in the forces? <laughs> um. Like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, my uh, grandfather, he uh, served in uh, World War II, and uh, I wish, I, I really wish I picked his brain a lot more uh, because he basically died when I was nine years old. But anyways, he uh, said to me, and I'll always uh, remember this, uh, they ran out of ammo a lot during uh, World War II. And uh, he would basically, this is how hardcore the guy is, he would basically uh, grab his bayonet, sneak up behind the Germans, and choke them to death. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Any, uh, like, uh, funny stories or uh, anything like that? Or no, not necessarily. Uh, I've obviously heard some stories over time, but uh, I can't really I can't really think of anything in particular that really comes to mind. Uh, okay. Have they, uh, have they uh, d- done any uh, tours anymore? Yeah, my father did a tour in Kosovo. Okay. And he was posted over in Germany back in the uh, the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Like he was there. He was there for three years, and then uh, my grandfather. He was also posted in Germany, and uh, I'm not actually sure if he did any tours or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was uh, he was a guard. He was a guard before the guards disbanded, and then he was basically rolled into the infantry after that. So he, my grandfather served 35 years in the army and then my dad served 25. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were both, uh, RCR. Oh, okay. Right on. Awesome. Um, my, uh, grandfather, he was, uh, he made it up to a Lance Corporal basically for, uh, people listening in that's today's age master corporal. But, uh, uh, he actually got into a ball fight, and uh, <laughs> they uh, stripped his rank. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, another kind of cool story, my uh, great-grandfather, uh, he, he was in the military too, and he served in World War One and World War II. Um, he found out that um, 
my grandfather lied about his age uh, to uh, sign up during World War II, and back then everybody did. But uh, he sent him over to uh, Scotland, the Tree Brigade, until he was of age. And then uh, he went over to Germany, which I thought was uh, pretty neat. But all those stories, fascinating. Yeah, my actually, on my other side, on my mother's side, uh, her father, he was older than my dad's father. Uh, he actually served in World War II. He was in the Royal Air Force. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he used to be one of the guys that, he was a tech, but uh, he used to start the planes. He used to have to spin the props. And uh, he actually had bad arthritis in his hands from spinning the props all the time. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, they uh, would probably uh, use some kind of uh, machine to uh, spin the propellers now, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a little more mechanical. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you uh, how do you like your trade? Um, it's a it's gone downhill a little bit. It's changed since I joined up. Uh, gone. Our trade has gone in a, in a different direction than I kind of wish it had of, uh, when I joined up, it was, it was more of a, a manufacturing trade, like uh, metalwork and, uh, you know, welding machining and all that kind of stuff. And now, uh, we've taken on a lot of, a lot of jobs from other trades that it was, they're kind of like jobs they didn't want anymore. So our trade took them over oh. uh, aircraft, uh, Aircraft life support equipment, and uh, I mean, it's important stuff, but it's just it's not really what I joined the trade to do. You know, I, I wanted to do, which I was lucky for the first one. I was uh, I was posted in Trenton for seven years. I got to work in uh, basically third line, which is strictly manufacturing. Okay. So luckily enough, luckily enough, I got to do my fair share of manufacturing. But you know, the trades. A lot of the guys in the trade don't like the direction it's moving, but it's kind of out of our control. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you uh, kind of touched base on this uh, a little bit, but what exactly brought you into powerlifting? Uh, well, you know, I, like I said, I'd always lifted weights before, and uh, you know, once you always want to get better, right? Whenever you lift weights and or whatever you do, you know, most people, if you do CrossFit or whatever, you want to be the best you, you can be at it or whatever. And uh, I always, I've always had a, a bit of a, I don't know, I've always been drawn to kind of seeing how far I can push myself on the strength, on the strength game. And when I, uh, when I got posted here, uh, they actually, they host uh, powerlifting meets uh, pretty frequently around the city. Oh, that's, that's something. Yeah, it's something that I was never really exposed to so much when I was in Trenton. So here it's a little bit more readily available. And uh, yeah, I did my first meet on the base here. Uh, it wasn't a military meet, but it was it was at the base gym. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was open to everybody. And uh, I did my first meet. And then after that, I was kind of hooked. So yeah, just from the background of weightlifting, then once I came here and uh there's a there's a guy at work who has uh, done some competitions and he was telling me you know he knew what i was squatting and stuff like that and he said you know you'd probably be pretty competitive so you should you should give it a shot so give it a shot and kind of stuck and i've been going going steady 
That's awesome, man. Uh, all the power to you because uh, pulling a heck of a lot of weight, and that's that's awesome. Uh, so, uh, since you've broken uh, all but one uh, power, powerlifting record in uh, Manitoba, what uh, are your uh, next goals besides uh, breaking that uh, last record? Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, yeah, I've kind of. Uh... I hit uh, my my total at my last meet was uh, seven seventy two and a half kilos. Okay, so that's my best total to date. But uh, my next goal total would be eight hundred. So I'd like to hit that eight hundred kilo mark. Uh, that's definitely on the back of my mind. Um, I want to deadlift seven hundred in competition. My last deadlift was uh, six eighty two at my last competition. So hopefully I can get that up to 703 weeks and uh yeah i'd like to break that bench record that i that's still lingering out there that's awesome that's really good and uh good luck uh i know you'll uh get though that's for sure um there's actually a course i think uh you may be interested in it's by uh strength uh strong first uh, the guy that puts it on, uh, he's an old uh, powerlifter. Uh, he like really knows his shit. Um, it's the uh, barbell course, and it's uh, really well put together. Um, I think the test for it, uh, you have to like, you'll have no issue with this whatsoever. But uh, I have a, I haven't really uh, tried it yet, but. The test for it is you have to uh, deadlift uh, twice your uh, body weight and uh, I think same with your bench and all that stuff. But it's really uh, hardcore. That's definitely on my list to do uh, in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, check it out. Yeah. So um, now um, – we're going to do uh, no bull uh, rapid fire questions. So I'm going to uh, ask you a few questions and uh, one or two world responses. Are you ready? All right. Let's go. Oh, cool. Best purchase under $100. Uh, knee sleeves. Nice. <laughs> uh, country or rock and roll? Uh, rock and roll. Nice. Favorite song? Uh, I've just sung my System of Down. Right on. System of Down, not a good band. Uh, favorite exercise? Uh, I'd have to say squats, I guess. Nice. Uh, favorite spot that you have posted in Canada so far? I'd have to say Winnipeg. Right on. Awesome. That's really good. Um, now, uh, we'll over that, Paul. Um, another thing you mentioned in the interview is uh, you went overseas to uh, Vimy Ridge. How was that? How was that like? How uh, was that was awesome. It was, uh, it was an awesome experience. Uh, we went over... I was a private at the time. I had about three years in the military, uh, so I was lucky to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we went over. Um, 
we went to France and the, and Belgium. Uh, we went to the Ridge. We uh, you know we went to Juno Beach. Uh, we went to the Menin Gate, and you know we did. Uh, we went to other places as well, some cemeteries and whatnot. Uh, it was also, I believe it was the 90th anniversary of the uh, armistice that year. Okay. And uh, basically the main reason we went over was other than Remembrance Week, they uh, they found the remains of a uh, World War One veteran. Uh, his name was Ralph Topper Ferns, I believe. And oh. uh, he, was, uh, he was part of the Royal Regiment out of Toronto. Yeah. And they found... Uh, they found his remains in a farmer's field, and nowadays, with uh, the DNA technology, they were they're able to trace him back to to who he was, identify him, and then they got in touch with his family and whatnot. And we did uh, a military ceremonial funeral for him wow. over there, and uh, buried him in uh, one of the one of the. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. One of the the war. Okay. You know, over there in France. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an unbelievable uh, trip, unbelievable experience, something I'll never forget. For, for sure, that uh, sounds really amazing. Uh, wow, incredible. Um, so that's basically the end of the podcast. Are there any uh, parting remarks that you would like to add to the audience that's listening? Uh, no, I don't think so, man. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks a lot, Tyler. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, interviewing you. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in. I'll see you again uh, next time. Bye.